there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture After Dark. Abel and Vani here. Hi, Vani. Hey. Excited so, I know we have lots to cover. We had homework from last week. So last week, if you didn't listen, was our season premiere. We had Vani's uh, Bitches Brunch co-host Marlene on with us. We uh, talked about Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B releasing a new song. So we're going to talk about that, give us give our review on that. But besides that, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Megan Thee Stallion, Justin Timberlake, Elon Musk, Amber Heard, Meghan Markle, and, you know, the UKans. And it, was, it wouldn't be pop culture without the UKans. Gotta have them. Chris Evans possibly getting married uh, for, uh, again, second time, third time? I don't know. Selena Gomez and Chris Brown, Jimmy Fallon, Danny Masterson, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, Aaron Rodgers, Britney Spears, and then just a quick mention of Drew Barrymore. So let's start off with our review of Cardi and Megan's new song, Bongos. It came out last week. Um, we were excited after we, we covered like the cover art for the single last week. And we were like, hell yeah, like this is the cover art we needed. Bonnie, when you heard Bongos, when the opening lines hit you, what did you say? Like, what was your initial thought? I was all, oh, oh, these, yep, all of that. Uh, something tight, like a what? A nun? Like a nun. Oh. <laughs> and I love it. I love the beat is so catchy. Mm-hmm. Like, it is such a catchy song. I am absolutely obsessed with this song. I just wish that they would feature Anita on the song with them. Ooh. It needs like that Brazilian flair. Like uh, Anita would be like, she would eat that shit up with them. And then like a video with the three of them, the sexiest bitches in the world. You know what I mean? Like their music video. Oh my fucking God. I'm obsessed, obsessed with their looks, the colors, everything. That music video would be off the chain. Off the yeah. chain. Now, the song did <laughs> hit some critics and stuff. There was some people coming out saying that it was just a watered-down version of WAP, which mm-hmm. I don't understand how it could be a watered-down version of WAP because some of these lyrics are like, ooh. Yeah, I don't think that they were trying to recreate WAP. I think they were just trying to recreate like a like just like another... It's way different than anything that's playing right now. Like when you hear the beat... It's not something that's really on mainstream hip-hop right now. So mm-hmm. it's different. And you compare that to Nicki Minaj's single. Mm, no, there's no comparison. <laughs> Let's not do that. It's not even in the <laughs> realm of it. Like that, ugh. I, you know, all right. So I didn't even really watch the VMAs too much. I watched highlights and stuff like that. And then I heard, like, when I heard Nicki Minaj was going to be the host and everything, I was all... Because I really am not fucking with her right now. Like, I'm not fucking with her. Like, I just, uh, I just, I'm annoyed with her. But, um, so Joe Budden, Budin, I don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. his last name. He went on there and said that the sound, the song sounded like a science project. He said, remember I said all the top, top, top artists make songs like a science project. That's what this sounds like. The beat is undeniable because it's already worked. So we're going to put two of our biggest women rappers on it, talking their normal shit. But whatever, I don't think the song is going to work at all. So that's what 
some of the critics had to say about it. Uh, I he, just, he's also a Nikki. He also is a Nikki Stan, though, and not- he's he's also been hard on female. Him and Nicki Minaj got into an argument because he's also extremely critical of female rappers in general. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like when female rappers are aggressive. You know, he doesn't like. He's known to be, to me, in my opinion, a little bit of misogynistic. Like, you know, he wants the man to talk about like the bitches and hoes, but he doesn't want the women to be talking about their men and their, you know, eating their, they're get, getting their kitty cat eaten. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I would just, but, uh, mm. I would just like to say, you know. I hope you shake your pants, Joe. That's all. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of the VMAs, uh, Cardi and Megan performed their song at the VMAs. I love the song. Love it. I have to say the best part about the performance was Megan Thee Stallion. Oh. Cardi B, Cardi B cannot um, rap and do all that was needed and keep a breath at the same time. Not that's not shade. I mean, who could not a lot of people could because she was dancing. I know my big ass couldn't, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can barely talk when I'm a treadmill, so it's just I don't know. I it, it wasn't giving what I needed to be giving for the first live performance of that song, but Megan, Megan the Cyan, I was just like, this bitch is a professional. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Megan came out and did her thing. I just I couldn't stop watching her shake her ass. Every time she would twerk and stuff, I was like looking at every angle, every angle. <laughs> I know. Uh, I actually, and speaking of Megan Thee Stallion, I had actually messaged Wani because there was a clip going viral online because there was VMA backstage cameras, but there was no audio feed. There's just like a video feed. And it Justin Timberlake walked past her and it looked like she was cussing his ass out. But then later, she did give a major update. Um, She said that there isn't a feud with them, and she wants everyone to know. She said they they basically released, like, a TikTok song together, and they're, like, laughing. And it looks like they're a little tipsy, like, living their best life. And Megan's uh, caption said, I just talk with my hands, LOL. See you next time at Justin Timberlake. As for the whole clip and everything, she clarified her actions, you know, by, by doing that. Um, she said that basically what she had told him was like, he, he went up to her and he was like, Oh, it's just so nice to meet you. Like, I am such a big fan. And she goes like, she was like braving her hands. Like, uh, uh-uh. like she was about to go perform. She's like, uh, uh-uh, don't, this can't be the first time we meet. Not like this. Not like this. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. And that's when he started laughing and he walked away. Cause she was like shaking her head saying no. Cause she was like, you know, she's getting in her headspace, like getting mm-hmm. like getting beefed up. And this idol, Justin Timberlake, comes by you, is like saying how much of a pleasure it's to meet you. And she's like, ah, ah nah, homeboy. Like, that's not, we're not, we're not meeting like this. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> you happen to get in my head before the show. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm not going to be thinking about all that sexy back during my performance. Uh uh-uh. uh. You know what I mean? Like, she, <laughs> she, and I love the TikTok and, it was really cute of them, and uh, I'm glad. I Whenever I saw it, I was like, that's crazy. I wonder if he said something to her, like, about, I don't know, maybe because Nicki Minaj was hosting, maybe he's friends with her that we don't know about. I thought maybe he said something slick. But then I was like, you don't really hear Justin get Justin Timberlake getting involved in drama like that Mm-mm. intentionally. 
Yeah. What I had assumed when I watched the clip was you can see his hand going towards her. So I thought like he had went to like grab her or touch her or whatever. And she got mad about that. Mm, so that's yeah. what I had assumed it was when I first watched the clip. But thankfully they came out and was like, no, it was nothing like that. But that just goes to show you how people can just, you can assume so many things. The shadiness of it all is right after this clip went viral, Britney Spears followed Megan Thee Stallion on Instagram. And that leads us to our next story. Britney Spears is rumored to have a new flame. And her new man is opening up already about his fondness of her. So uh, his name is Richard so Paul Richard Solis. And he was a one-time housekeeper for Britney Spears. Oh. He uh, spoke to US, uh, to Us Weekly and he was saying, quote, she's a phenomenal woman. She's a very, very good, positive. She's, you know, just a good person. Um, he was asked about how Brittany was doing as, after the split. He said that she's doing great. Um, he said, you know, Sam's a great guy. They just didn't work out. And, yeah, I don't know. There's rumors that the two of them are a new theme, but they're trying to keep it under wraps for now. Vani, what are your thoughts? First of all, if this is true that he, he used to work for her and now they're dating. And second of all, if that's true, that he's already speaking to us weekly. Um, yeah. What is, what is that about? And how, how long like, What were they dating while she was still with Sam? Like, is that the reason for the divorce? Um, like what's, what's, what's happening here? And why is she, why is she talking? Why is he talking to Brittany? The fuck? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but I guess that story will be developing. Uh, we're sticking with the VMAs, though. Selena Gomez was caught on camera. Those cameras, good thing I was an audience. Because, bitch, the one thing about me is, to, uh, to, one thing for sure, my facial expressions, I can't hide them. Two things for certain, you'll be able to read my lips. <laughs> And Selena Gomez was definitely channeling my energy last night at the VMAs. Bonnie, what's going on with Selena? So, yeah, so it, she was listening to the nominations at during a certain category. And when they said Chris Brown's name, she made the biggest stink face. I mean, like she just like there was straight poop underneath her nose. She made that face and everyone like, damn, Selena, tell us exactly how you really feel about Chris Brown. Well, Chris Brown later on came on and said, um, well, you know, you know, I'm the best there is. And that's all there is to it. To Selena. And Selena hasn't commented back or made any comments about or come out and say anything about the face that she made or, you know, the controversy that's going on behind it. Her camp is kind of quiet right now, but judging from that face. Girl does not like Chris Brown at all or his music. Yeah. Uh, so she actually took the Instagram story immediately after the show and insisted, quote, she said on her Instagram story, I will never be a meme again. I'd rather sit there than be dragged for being myself. Much love. Because not only was people were people already making memes about the Chris Brown thing, but people were making, uh, they clipped her um, when Demi Lovato was performing and Selena Gomez was seen making faces to Taylor Swift, making basically making fun of Demi Lovato. And then um, also 
they rumors were that she was being a little bit mean girlish towards Olivia Rodrigo because, you know, Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift are like besties. And there's rumors that Taylor and Olivia have a little bit of a feud. Um, they don't see eye to eye. There's some drama behind the scenes there. And um, it's saying that like people, Selena was seen covering her ears during Olivia's performance. Oh, dang. That's horrible. Selena, what you doing, girl? Beyond Chris Brown's story on Instagram, he put, I'm the goat and you know it, but let me mind my business though. Like if if Selena's doing like girl, come on, come on, like weren't but, we supposed to feel bad for her for getting bullied? Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just like, why is Chris Brown saying he's the goat? I can't get past that. The goat yeah, of what? Let's get back to this. Let's get back to the main story here. What is okay, Chris Brown the goat of? The goat, the goat is a little. That's like, what was he nominated for? No, not the well, goat. What, what he has a song out? Uh, I don't even know. Let me see. What was he nominated best R and B video category for? What's, what's his name? What's, uh, what's, let me see. <laughs> Bonnie said, um, um, this a uh, summer too hot. What's that? I don't know. Is that a song <laughs> or an album? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, I don't. I don't know. I. I'm gonna guess. I guess we can look it up later and listen to it. And no, see. we're not gonna do that. We're, no, we're not. no, okay. no, we're not. Let's move on. I need a palate <laughs> cleanse. What's going on with Aaron Rodgers' ESPN segment? I need a palate <laughs> cleanse. Oh, an ESPN segment. We know how from Moana from Moana be goat to like a legendary. Even though, I make fun, even though even though we make fun of him, he is a legend, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but when someone like Chris Brown says he's a goat, I mean, I have to. You have to give Aaron Rodgers his flowers. Uh, exactly. So on Monday night's football game, uh, in the first game, it was the Jets and the Bills. Um, Everything was great. Rogers came out running out of the tunnel with the flag. Everything was awesome. And then like what? Three minutes into the game, he gets injured and uh, he went down. Actually, I don't know if it was three minutes, but it was the fourth offensive snap of the game. And the Bills linebacker, Leonard Floyd, tackled him to the turf. Now, when that happened, uh, he tore his Achilles. So they know it was tore in that moment. They just assumed he was injured. But later on, it just it, it came out that he was going to be out for the rest of the game. And once they talked about the actual injury, it's a torn Achilles. Now, um, they said he's out for the entire season. But Aaron Rodgers did make a statement and said that he doesn't want his teammates to give up on him. And this is not going to be the end of his NFL career. If he can help it, uh, he's going to have to have surgery on the Achilles tendon. But he, he hasn't had surgery yet as of right now. But uh, I just want to say, like, these injuries, they are career enders. So we could be looking at the end of his career. Now, he is 39 years old, and that, that's a little bit old for a NFL player. So it might be it might be time, Aaron. It might be time. Yeah. Just hang it up and go join, um, what's that other guy's name? Tom Brady. Tom. I was going to say Tom Hanks. Girl. <laughs> go join Tom Brady on a yacht with some models and live your best lives. Well, everybody's saying, wouldn't it be funny if Tom Brady came out of retirement to... No, he needs to not. We tried. Didn't we try that already? Didn't we try that? 
uh, <laughs> no. poor, poor Jets. Yeah, but now I want to move on and talk about some daytime, nighttime TV drama. Um, I don't know if you guys know or not, but there's actually a writer's strike happening. It's been happening for months now. There's, you know, um, all kinds of strike in Hollywood. Basically, so they can get writers and actors can get paid a fair wage because streaming services make when their contracts old Hollywood, essentially old Hollywood, when they had their contracts and deals done with these uh, production companies, streaming wasn't a thing. Nowadays, the actors and writers are not getting paid for the amount of work and you know that they put into these shows. They make these streaming services billions upon billions of dollars. So they're asking for their fair share, right? And basically the writers went on strike and then the Actors Guild followed suit to kind of support the writers as well. Well, uh, Drew Barrymore uh, decided that on her TV talk show that she would start her show up again against the um, like the SAG and all of them, like against their, their holding a strike. Um, she actually decided to go against it and decided to bring back her show. So since then, a lot has happened. So her the new show just came out. I think it was yesterday was her season four premiere or something like that. Season three premiere. And um, she's been booted from award show hosting gigs. Uh, Matthew McConaughey and all these other stars have pulled out of future appearances on her show. So they're saying the U.S. National, the US National Book Awards are no longer interested in having Drew Barrymore serve as their hosts. Uh, according to BBC News, uh, the decision to uninvite her uh, from Friday's event announced this week is one of the first concrete manifestations of the backlash Barrymore has received over the last few days after announcing that she's going to resume filming her talk show with, without her striking writers. So in a statement, they said the National Book Awards is an evening dedicated to celebrating the power of literature and the incomparable contributions of writers to our culture. In light of the announcement that the Drew Barrymore show will resume production, the National Book Foundation has rescinded Miss Barrymore's invitation to host the 74th National Book Awards ceremony in New York. Um, she made her announcement back on September 10th, stating like that she made the choice. No one else told her. Um, people thought it was a little bit hypocritical because she actually originally pulled out of hosting the MTV Film and Television Awards earlier this year because she wanted to, quote, stand in solidarity with the writers, but that her show needed to resume. Um, so the show is, her decisions face a hefty amount of backlash already. Um, you know, Rolling Stone reports that Matthew McConaughey, Samantha Bee, Leslie Jones, have all pulled out of appearances on the show in solidarity with the ongoing strikes. Um, earlier this week, filming on the daytime talk show was picketed by the writers, including appearances from the show's own writers with co-head writer Chelsea White giving a statement that, quote, when any production that is covered under WGA, uh, so the Writers Guild of America, uh, comes back during a strike, it undermines our whole group effort to a fair contract. Um, I think that Drew Barrymore, her her family is a legacy name. 
So for our UKans out there or people from other countries that are not in America, Barrymore is a very, it's like old money in America. Mm-hmm. And people are saying that she is basically just caring about her herself um, because she's actually an in SAG, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, now, some people will say, like, how come daytime talk shows like The View are still on every day? Well, The View has been on every day, but the hosts have they are writing their own cue cards and none of them are promoting any TV shows that they do, any appearances that they make about promoting none of the like Whoopi Goldberg's and movies and things. She hasn't promoted any of her movies. Uh, Matthew McConaughey was actually on The View this week promoting his new book. And him and Whoopi were like, yeah, you know, we just spend a lot of time with each other. We can't talk about what we're not allowed to say. And they, you know, they, they, they follow the rules. They basically, they, they don't, they're, they don't fall under the whole thing that the Drew Barrymore show does. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on Drew Barrymore making a decision? Do you think that was nasty of her to go undermine her writers and then expect them to come back? Like everything's going to be fine. You know, it's her show. Like if she wanted to run it into the ground, she ran it into the ground. You know, at the end of the day, it was her decision. If it were me, I wouldn't have done that. I would have respected things. Um, But she's like, she's her own person. So she will have nobody to blame at the end of all this but herself. And she's in a time where daytime shows are, have stuff like, stiff competition because it's like the kelly clarkson it's like the new generation of daytime and so like her show did very well against like kelly clarkson show i think was like number one show though um kelly clarkson show her show but i don't think that kelly clarkson show was on right now i don't think any other daytime tv shows are on so i don't know why she would do this but i uh kudos to all of those guests for dropping out because i'm like well what are you gonna talk about bitch mm-hmm. you know what i mean because the view they talk about politics they had um, they're having people that have books on to talk about their books because that doesn't have anything to do with movies and film. Um, mm. And so what is that? What is that bitch going to talk about? Herself? <laughs> Advertisers are going to pull out. You know what I mean? Oh, I think at this. I, I don't even know. Like she has this talk show. Yeah, sure. Does she need it? Absolutely not. That girl's got, you know, money to last her her whole life. So. I don't, I don't think at this point she really even gives a shit. It's just maybe it was just one of those things where she's like, no one's going to tell me what to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I want to do. Yeah, she was okay. trying to say that like she the reason why she was resuming work was because of the fact that she needed like her all the staff needed to get back to work. Like it wasn't just her. Well, I could see but that too. Just pay the staff with pay. Put them on leave with pay. Mm. If you care about them that much. That's true. She could have done that. They have the money for it. If you have the money to pay them when they're working, you have the money to pay them on leave. Mm. So, I don't like her anymore. Fuck Drew Barrymore. Period. <laughs> now, let's move on to another talk show host that's getting some heat. One thing I've learned from doing this podcast, Four Seasons, talk show hosts ain't shit. Nope. None of them. None of them. None of them. Ellen, remember all that drama? Yep. First Ellen and now Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy Fallon, I would not think this about him. I love Jimmy Fallon. Like, 
I don't know. Like, literally, Jimmy Fallon is known for stealing America's hearts with his charming personality, um, shockingly made, like, just jokes, like, just, but, like, funny, like, good one. Uh, I don't know. I'm just uh, so sad to hear about this. But apparently, he's making headlines right now for creating a toxic work environment in a toxic workplace. Now, um, this took place after apologizing to staffers via Zoom call on Thursday after Rolling Stones magazine dropped like this bombshell um, regarding 16 of Fallon's current and former staffers that are alleging his erratic behavior spoiled their dream of working on the legendary show that was once hosted by Johnny Carson. So in an all-hands meeting after the expose came out, Fallon apologized to staff members and said, sorry if I embarrassed you and your family and friends. I feel so bad. I can't even tell you. Now, this was according to two sources that were present during the Zoom call. Now, the anonymous employees described a moody boss who would belittle and berate the staff with passive aggressive comments and outbursts on bad Jimmy days is what they were calling it. Eight former staffers alleged that his behavior at work seemed to be dependent on if he appeared to be hungover from the night before. Now it appears his drinking habits kind of do reflect on the work ethic for almost a decade. Mm. So it was like, one of them said it was like, if Jimmy was in a bad mood, everyone that day was going to be fucked. That was one, what one former employee told Rolling Stone, people wouldn't joke around in the office and they wouldn't stand around and talk to each other. It was very much like focus on whatever it is that you have to do because Jimmy's in a bad mood. And if he sees that he's going to fly off the handle. So those were all the accusations that came, you know, forward from his former and current employees. So what do you think about that? Um, I've heard a few different takes on this. So I have heard that maybe he has like a drinking problem and maybe he does. But I also have heard people asking the question of, because you, you hear things like him and Ellen and all of these show hosts like Hollywood. It's a new generation of employees that are working everywhere right now. Like millennials, like young millennials, Gen Zers. A lot of the other side is saying how much is it that he's actually being verbally abusive and how much of it is that they feel like they're being told maybe, Hey, this sucks. Bring me something better. And they're like, that's hurtful. Yeah. How much, how much of it is like, maybe he does have a chicken problem. Maybe he does. I'm not excusing him for that, but how much of it is like that snowflake culture of like, Oh, I forgot my feelings hurt. No, but you work in Hollywood, the dirtiest, nastiest place to fucking work. You know what I mean? Like you, yes, you should. Everyone is entitled to a safe place to work. They should feel safe to go to work. No one should be holding their breath at work. But there are moments that if you, if you're asked to do a job and you give a lackluster performance, if you're expected to give 100% and you get 50%, you're going to get reprimanded. And so it's like, how do you, I don't know, like, where's the final line of reprimanding? The only thing that caught me off guard, too, was when he, in his uh, alleged apology, was like, if I embarrass you, you and your family, I'm like, wait a minute. What about your, what about my family? What, what about, about their family? family? I know, like, that makes How did you embarrass them? Like, what did you say? <laughs> what, the, the, what the other um, comments were, and so that they didn't put out you know there was so mm -hmm. much said and only a little bit came out um but 
I don't know. Like, uh, everyone's entitled to a, what'd you say? Everyone's entitled to a good like work. Like a safe, safe a environment. Safe. Like they should feel safe at work. You should at work. You should feel safe at work. You, you shouldn't feel comfortable. There's a difference between yeah. feeling comfortable and feeling safe. Feeling when you're uncomfortable, you that provides sometimes the best work out of you. Now, because when you're too comfortable, that's when you're like, oh, everything's chill. I'm so I got this. But when you are, there's a difference again, uncomfortable and safe. Uncomfortable can be a good thing. Being safe, you should always be safe. Now, again, at what point, though, is it like his fault? At what point do they need to take ownership and be like, you know what? He asked for us all to put in, you know, their writer, you know, their writing for him, providing jokes for him or whatever it is. He asked us to, you know, come up with 10 things by 12 o'clock and we came up with eight things by 12 o'clock. Shame on you. You should have came up with those 10 things by 12 o'clock. Yeah. I I guess because like I come from a generation where Anna Wintour fucking terrorized everyone and. You know, she didn't give a shit. She didn't give a fuck. They made they made a fucking amazing blockbuster movie about her. You know what I mean? Like it's. That's your that's your boss. If your boss is gonna come in in a fucking mood, oh well, your boss is in a fucking mood. All right, can you imagine able like your employees were like? No, but that's the thing is, <laughs> even when I have my moods, my employees know they might feel uncomfortable, but they'll always feel safe. Yeah, they know I'm not gonna go crazy on them, throw shit across the room. They know that's not gonna happen for me. Will I be frustrated, short-tempered? Will things, will I nitpick at things and get angry? Yes. But am I one to go and berate someone, belittle them, and talk about their family? No. Like, what the hell? Like, what? what is he doing? Okay, yeah, see, that that doesn't even sound like being hungover. That sounds like still being drunk from the night before. <laughs> it's like, bro. <laughs> hungover. Maybe he was still drunk. Belittling. I want to know, but I want to know what they, like, I have questions. What was the belittling? Let me hear it. Because maybe yeah. your sensitive ass thinks it's belittling, but other people would, like, I don't know. But then that goes into play, like, who are you to invalidate someone else's feelings? You know? Everyone that- everyone can have feelings, but not, but your feelings aren't always okay, right? So, I don't know. I think I think it does have to do with the snowflake culture and definitely with, the younger generations taking everything so to heart, you know, not, um, I don't know. Like, like, can you imagine, I heard on this podcast called I've had it. Can you imagine like they were saying how a lot of the times Gen Zers they'll call their bosses and tell them like, Hey, I can't come in today. I'm just not feeling it today. Like I have, like, I'm having like a really bad mental day and I'm just not feeling a vibe. Like, I'm not going to be able to make it in. I would fire someone. I would fire them. But employers are expected to respect that because mental health is as important as physical health. So when someone says, I'm sick, you're like, okay, well, don't come to work. So if someone says, I'm having, you know, like, I'm not feeling the vibe. I have a mental tough day. I can't make it in. As an employer, you're expected nowadays in the culture and society, you're expected to say, like, Okay, we'll take help your mental health gets better. Thanks. So I'm that's why I'm like, have, I'm glad I don't own a business. Like, I'm not. Well, that's why I'm saying, like, can you, like, how much of it is actually Jimmy Fallon and how much of it is 
this new generation of workers that are coming up and that they're just, they're, they are, um, in a sense, they have higher standards for them, for themselves. They hold themselves at a higher standard. They hold the people around them to eyes. They hold comp. They, the generation Z will not shop with the company. If you're not eco-friendly for most of Gen Z as Gen Z consumers, they care about the environment, Bonnie. <laughs> they want to know what are your what is your company doing to sustain the earth? And that's how they determine where they're gonna shop. I just want to know where the sale racks are. I don't know yeah. nothing about no that's, environmental. That's why Gen Z doesn't like Sheen because they call it fast fashion. They're against fast fashion. They do not do it. Um Timu, they could never. Girl, I'm on Timu every day. This we are not sponsored. They should sponsor us. We're not sponsored, but I'm on there every day adding of that shit to my cart, 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 cart. I just placed a Shein order today. <laughs> Literally, me and Marlene were in the sauna <laughs> adding to the cart. <laughs> but that's just Gen Z. So that's what I'm saying. Like, how much of it is actually Jimmy Fallon and these people like him and Ellen? And how much of it is them? I'm sure it's probably a little bit of both. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Because, I mean, if he is belittling, berating people, having outbursts and stuff like that, like that's. But also, if my boss cusses me out, I'm gone. That, that's I'm not, quitting. It's true. Like, why? Do, if you care about yourself that much, why are you staying there? No, if my boss cusses me out, I'm clocking out. I'm clocking out. <laughs> and gotcha. then I'm committing an assault. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like. Like what's happening on Earth right now? Where where are we? Where? <laughs> I don't know, girl. <laughs> but one last tip before I um, move on to the next story, I, I was telling Bonnie for our listeners out there and our other friends, um, I learned something last few weeks is oh, that God. Gen Z, they don't say LOL or LOL, they say IJBL. It's pronounced IJBL. And it's the acronym, I think it's an acronym, for I just busted out laughing. So I-J-B-O-L. They For some reason, LOL is canceled, quote-unquote. It is canceled, they said. And when you Google it, it does say, like, early, I think Variety Magazine had an article saying, like, yes, LOL is out. But nobody can explain why it got canceled or why it's out. But each bowl is the new proper way to say things so for our listeners out there each bowl at this story okay bonnie are you okay with that each bowl yeah they need to eat your bowl of cereal because they're being <laughs> fucking kids about this bullshit like fuck that alphabet bullshit like all don't cut like oh and abel loves to put it in the chat in the group messages <laughs> 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 no i wish someone would say that to my face or someone other than you text me that I'll block them so fast. It could be one of my mm. own kids. I will block I, them so fast. I got, I, I said, lol, you're crazy. Like lol, like LOL, you're crazy. And they're like, ill sir, lol is canceled. We say each ball. <laughs> I would have fired him. But <laughs> <laughs> you can't be a boss. No, this is so uh, stupid. I bet you they made that, dear Mercury. You Red see, 
Had that's why that's why that's why Jimmy Fallon is the way he is. Exactly. I I get it. I get it, Jimmy. You're all right. <laughs> it's time uh, the to title of this title of this episode. The title of this episode is Each Bowl. You better shut your damn mouth right <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on now to our UKans. Uh, the UKans have been fighting separation rumors all summer long. I didn't know this, but they actually appeared at the end of last month, August, that um, rumors were that they were separating or in the midst of a separation. Um, but Megan um, Markle didn't help the situation any. When she arrived at the Invictus Games in Germany last week, or I'm sorry, this past Tuesday, she arrived and met, um, what's the name? Harry, I was going to say, I don't also, know. Also, which one? I'll I was going to say, because her name's Meghan Markle, I was going to say Mark. Mark. But it's Harry. We talk about him every week. Well, she met Harry, and people were talking there because she was seen without her wedding ring again. And it's been numerous times. Well, People Magazine confirmed on Wednesday that the actress's three stone ring is being fixed after a setting came loose. So, um, fear not, my friends. It's just a little chilly situation. They're not being separated. I don't know. That's just, I had to clear the air for Miss Meghan Markle and our UK and friends. You know, the UKans, they go crazy for royalty. They're not even royal anymore. Stop. <laughs> Well, they called Tim Steele the Duke of Sussex or whatever the fuck. Oh. I don't I don't know. Do we Who knows? Do we know? Did we ever find out his last name? (laughs) No, but people are just talking about it because that and the last time she was seen without her wedding room, they caught her in and out without her wedding ring. I'm like, so when y'all go pick up so when y'all go to a burger, are y'all like, Oh, I gotta put my jewelry on? Bitch, you're going to in and out. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I'll put on that ring I got from Shein, but I'm not putting on my real ass three stone diamond ring, crazy to go to In and Out. Okay. I also think though, like you're Megan Marker, you can have thousands and thousands of fake rings that look just like yours if you really wanted to, just so people would shut up. But you don't because you want people to talk. Because mm-hmm. she could easily wear another ring like similar to it, mm-hmm. but. She, I think she noticed after the first time people were talking, caught a headline. So she's like, ooh, let me make it to this grand event without it. And we'll definitely, here we are. People Magazine picked up a story on her. Real quick, real quick. Anything mm-hmm. to stay relevant, Miss Megan. But also at the same time, it would annoy me. Like, I'm not going to do that for just for people. Like, you know, maybe I don't want to wear a ring today. Maybe my fingers was fat. Maybe it's my time of the month. Maybe I don't, you know what I mean? Like, and I shouldn't have to explain that to the world or whatever. Like, come on now. Well, let's move on now and talk about Elon Musk. Oh, why though? Well, this story caught me because he literally doesn't give a fuck about nobody, nothing. He. So the other day, there was rumors that Amber Heard role-played as his favorite video game goddess for him. Well, he recently leaked the pictures of her 
actual role-playing. And he said, quote, not too shabby. Isn't he married? Yeah, with like 12,000 kids with that one girl. Well, he... This was the... I'm sharing it on my screen now. The picture that he shared of her. Because she she cosplayed for him. Oh, times must be really rough for her now, you know? <laughs> she cosplayed for him. Um, he said, uh, quote, This could be the most booked Mark pick on X. Oh, Twitter. Okay. I was X. like, also, oh my God. X. That's so stupid. <laughs> oh. oh I thought you'd like her. that. St- I thought you'd like that story, Bonnie. It's just a show of idiots today. Like, I was not feisty like this before we got it started with this damn show. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my. Everyone's on X Games mode. <laughs> Wait till the last story I'm going to hit you with. Um, but now let's talk about Danny Masterson, the drama. Oh, Lord. Lord, Lord, with Lord. Him and then Ashton Kusher really fucking stepping in it. So the disgrace that 70s show um, sitcom actor Danny Masterson was finally convicted for his essay crimes committed in the past. Now, he was sentenced to 30 years to life behind bars for his two account for his two counts of essay. The 47 year old um, that was best known for playing Stephen Hyde was found guilty back in May for drugging and forcing himself upon two women at his Hollywood Hills home between the years of 2001 and 2003. A third victim who was a former girlfriend was also involved in the trial just to be able to speak her truth. So the judge said to him, Mr. Mas- Mr. Masterson, you are not the victim here. Your actions 20 years ago took away another person's choice and voice. Your actions 20 years ago today were criminal, and that's why you are here. Now, his victims are former members of the Church of Scientology, and, you know, how people feel about that. Um, he was a practicing member there, and he is still a practicing member there as well. Now, trials were attempted years ago by the Scientologists to try and protect Masterson and, uh, you know, have their own, like, conducted by their Mm -hmm. own judge and courtroom and all this and that. And all that was very suspect. So it ended up in the legal system. But definitely glad that these ladies were able to speak their truth and get justice for that. Now, his two friends and former, you know, co-stars Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis came out. Now, they had submitted like a letter, like a character letter to the judge, you know, asking for leniency for Masterson. Um, But the judge released those letters. Now, I don't think they knew that the judge was going to release those letters. So the judge um, did release those letters. And after those letters were released, they had they were being slammed by so much backlash on X Twitter um, and the media for writing those letters of support. Now, the married actors explained in a trending apology video posted earlier this week um, on their socials that they had hopes to affect the sentencing um, when his family reached out to them for those letters. Now, they said that we had knew him for, known him for 25 years and, you know, just that they wanted the judge to take full consideration as to what they thought was his character. Um 
And they did apologize and said that we support victims. We have done this historically throughout our work and will continue to do so in the future. Um, you know, they apologized to the victims and, and all of that and said that that wasn't, you know, their intent to hurt the victims in any kind of way. Um, but my thing is, my, my thing is, is that I, th there was so much evidence like, how, and you wrote these letters after that, not before, after. Like, for me, it's like, fuck your apology. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher has one of the worst um, reputations in Hollywood. They, people say that he is one of the most disgusting people ever, that he's rude. Um, Sharon Osbourne, who's not a saint herself, went on record in saying that Ashton Kutcher was the, the most vile celebrity she has ever met in her entire career. Mind you, this is Sharon Osbourne of mm -hmm. uh, Ozzy Osbourne, the icon rock legend. For her to say that about Ashton Kutcher, you imagine the people that she's met. Mm -hmm. She's met royalty. She's met world leaders. She's met, and to say Ashton Kutcher is the most vile, what does that say? Oh, yeah. That's, you know. I mean, come on. Sharon Osbourne, like exactly. Look at everyone she's come across in her life. Not just that, yeah. I mean, her husband. Come on. But to say Ashton, you know, she's dealt with a lot. Like, like I said, she's problematic herself. But mm -hmm. this is also someone who cut off her dad because her dad was like a racist and her dad was homophobic. And she cut her dad off before he, I think he died. But she cut her dad off. Like, she quit talking to him. So that's when I gained respect for her, even though I still have problems with her. Mm -hmm. um, but for her to say that, I just believe her. And I've heard so many stories about Ashton Kutcher, read so many stories about him, that he is just a horrible, horrible human being. Mm -hmm. I heard that. I also read an article that, like, he made um, his one of his assistants sign a non-disclosure agreement and paid the minimum wage. Oh my god, that's horrible. That's no bueno. So, I, I don't know. Could just, it be me, girl? Be like McDonald's pays more than minimum wage. I ain't gonna work for you. Mm -hmm. Nope, couldn't be me either. Now, their letters described um, Masterson as an outstanding older brother figure, a dedicated and loyal husband, and an excellent role model. They're signing like they might as well. They say that they're part of Scientology. Exactly, and aren't that's they? The, I, they I don't know. That's the I'm getting Scientologist vibes. Mm -hmm. Creeps. I hate them. Yep, they just made the. List. I hate everybody today. Ugh. I know. Ugh. <laughs> I was in a good mood. Like we were fine. We were before fine. Before we started recording. Now I'm grumpy. Ugh, so I'm going to go find my boyfriend after this. Ugh. <laughs> that's absolutely now I want to fight with people. <laughs> so annoying. I'm going to go over there and be like, tell my boyfriend, like, why don't you love me? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't love me then? He's <laughs> <laughs> like playing video games. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> let's end the show on a positive, funny note, kind of. So we all know, like, well, I don't know, but I've heard weddings are one of the most stressful things that you can plan right mm -hmm. well chris evans and wife alba baptist baptista were wed over the weekend 
and they got married in front of their closest friends during an intimate and ceremony in Boston. Um, some of the people there were Robbie Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Chris Hemsworth, Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, Krasinski Brian Greenberg, Jamie Chung, and just a bunch of other close friends. Well, it's been revealed, according to page six, that the two have decided that because some of her family and friends couldn't make it, they're going to host a second wedding before they go on their honeymoon. And not only are they going to host a second wedding, they are going to host a second destination wedding in Portugal for the people that couldn't make it to Boston. They couldn't make it to Boston, but they're definitely making it to Portugal. Okay, I haven't even yes. had one wedding. I haven't had one wedding. And this this bitch gonna get two, maybe three. And and then from Portugal, the pair will leave from there to go on their honeymoon. So Portugal's not their honeymoon either. Oh, how nice. Oh, she's so lucky. So that's what we were going to end the show on. I'm so happy for her. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> Love it. <sighs> oh, God. I'm I, hate it here. I can't wait to call my man. <laughs> uh, but listeners, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week with all your favorite celebrity gossip. And until next time, please make sure you leave us a review rating wherever you listen to our podcast. Share it with your friends, family, everyone. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.